Welcome to Binge Breakthrough, the podcast designed to help you finally break through the barriers that keep you stuck feeling out of control around food. I'm Master Certified Coach Jane Pilger, and I want you to know that no matter how long you've been struggling or what you've tried, food freedom is possible, and I'm here to show you how. After years of therapy, eating disorders treatment, restrictive diets, and reading all the books, I was still stuck in the on-again, off-again cycle of restricting and binging until I was able to see it all from a new perspective that changed everything. Each week, I will share the strategies, tools, and mindset that allowed me to overcome my decades-long battle with binge eating. Your journey to body trust starts now. Let's dive in. Hello, trusted listener. Welcome to Binge Breakthrough. I consider you a trusted listener because I trust that you are listening to this podcast for a reason. I trust that you are going to hear something that is insightful and impactful on your journey with food. So the day that this airs is Valentine's Day, 2024. And I thought, I got to thinking about what would be a great topic to talk about on Valentine's Day. And initially I thought self-love, self-love would be a great topic. Then when I really got to thinking about Valentine's Day and Valentine's Day's past, especially for me specifically, I thought, no, what I really want to talk about is romantic relationships and how binge eating impacts romantic relationships. I think most of us who have experienced or do experience binge eating or really any struggles and challenges with food and with body image, we know that it does impact our romantic relationships. But I think so often we don't really understand how it impacts. We don't really look at it closely. We kind of maybe just we're maybe we're aware of it. Maybe we are just so ashamed and in judgment about everything else that we're doing that we don't want to look at it. And that's really often what happens is we just don't want to look. When we don't want to look at something, that is a great sign that shame and judgment are at play. So if we remember, if you've if you've heard me talk before about shame and judgment, shame and judgment are the number one thing that will keep us in the cycle. Shame and judgment don't cause the cycle. Other things start the cycle, but it's the shame and the judgment that keep us in it, that keep us inside the cycle, unable to get out. It's like that 50 pound weight on the top of, of the hood of your car that prevents us from looking under the hood to see what's really going on here. So when we're in shame and judgment, we don't want to look at something. So what I'm encouraging you to do today is to think about romantic relationships. Think about your romantic relationships and think about how your binge eating or your eating and body image struggles impact your romantic relationships. So for me, Valentine's Day, the reason that this is kind of so front of mind for me at Valentine's Day, I've shared this story, I think on a couple of podcasts before, but if you haven't heard the story, um, one year on Valentine's Day, this was many, many years ago, But uh, typically on Valentine's Day, my husband and I will either go out to eat or a lot of times we'll do something at home. We'll kind of just cook a fancy meal at home together. 
Uh, and we we rarely do gifts. We just, neither one of us, if you're familiar with the five love languages, that incredible book, uh, neither one of us speak or receive love through gifts, which we both think is pretty great. So we don't really do gifts very often. On occasion, we will, but it's not uh, it's not expected. We buy each other cards and uh, words of affirmation, quality time, those acts of service, physical touch, all four of those really are part of our relationship, but gifts not as much. Well, anyway, one year on Valentine's Day, my husband had actually purchased me a gift and it was a nice gift. It was a beautiful um, I have a would be great if I had it on right now, but I don't. Um, it is a beautiful sapphire and diamond ring. Um, it's it's just a, a bunch of little tiny sapphires and diamonds all lined up together. Gorgeous ring. We had I had showed it to him at a jewelry store at some point. I think a few weeks before I had been at this jewelry store shopping with some other friends, and I saw it and I showed it to him, not really thinking he would buy it for me. I just I just thought it was beautiful. Well, anyways, on this Valentine's Day, uh, he had been at work all day, and we had plans. We were uh, we were planning. I'm pretty sure we were planning to go out to eat, and so he had been at work all day, and I binged that day, and I ate a lot of food, and I pretty much decided, as often would happen, that I'm not going out. I am not like basically just it's a no. I'm not going out. We are not doing this. I know he'll be upset, but I don't really care. Like I cannot physically, I cannot get up off of this, off of this, off of this couch. I am not going to dress up. Like I just, I just, I, I pretty much was in pure collapse. So he came home and he was so excited. He had he was really looking forward to the date and to the evening. And he was looking forward to how excited I was going to be when uh, I saw the ring which he knew I was not going to be expecting. And as you can imagine, when he got home to me on the couch, feeling uh, physically miserable and emotionally just ashamed and frustrated and hopeless and defeated, it it was challenging for him. And it was challenging for me too. And we, I basically just said like, I'm, I can't, I can't do it. I know like I'm not going out. I won't do it. He was upset. I was upset. It was, a, it was a, it was a very challenging time for us. Now we did, we did manage to, we talked about it. I think we ended up spending a lot of time probably talking about it. I'm sure there were a lot of tears. Um, and we, what we ended up doing was the next night we basically had a do over and we, we got dressed and we had a lovely evening and it was amazing. Um, but there was, for me, that that day and that particular event was is kind of just one of those like pivotal moments for me that I just think when I just think, oh, that was so hard. That was such a hard thing for us and for our romantic relationship or just our relationship, period. And many of us have all kinds of stories. I could tell you a lot more stories. I share this one because this one is just kind of like, oh, it just, it hits me a little more in the heart for a lot of reasons. So I invite you to just get curious about, as I share this story, you probably have your own. You might be thinking of your own instance of somehow, sometime, some way that your challenges with food, your challenges with your body kept you 
impacted in a negative way, impacted your romantic relationship. So here are kind of three things that I see how binge eating, how our struggles with food in our body impact our romantic relationships. So in number one, reason number one is that it disconnects us. When we binge, when we kind of take, use food to disconnect from ourselves, from our experience, whether we're trying to disconnect from emotions, whether we're trying to, um, I, I find that a lot of times the, the binging happens because of disconnection. It is either a reason to disconnect we've, or maybe it is a result of having disconnected from our physical cues, whether it's our hunger, if we've been disconnected from our, our body is trying to tell us about the physical needs we have from food, or maybe we are trying to protectively disconnect us from a sense, a felt sense that something is not okay. But either way, it is a disconnection. When we disconnect with food, we also disconnect from ourselves and we end up disconnecting from other people. So it truly is the whole act of it is a disconnection. And we can't be dis we can't be connected with other people when we are disconnected from ourselves. So this disconnection can happen in a lot of different ways. It might be canceling events. I have done this so many times, just basically deciding, no, I'm not going to go. We might have had plans to go out with friends and I would binge during the day and I would just say, no, I don't, I don't want to go. I feel gross. I don't want to be around a bunch of other food. I don't want to have to like pretend that I'm okay. And so I would just cancel. Uh, the date nights, there were many date nights that we had plans and I would cancel. Um, there were many times where I would not eat. I wouldn't eat dinner. I wouldn't, um, or maybe I just wouldn't even, maybe I would just be in bed, just disconnection. Or maybe I would be sitting on the couch next to my husband, but I'm just scrolling the phone. I'm not actually there. I'm not emotionally there. I'm not mentally there. It's this disconnection. So that is the number one way that our eating, our struggles with eating and with our bodies impact our relationships, our romantic relationships. It disconnects us. So the next way that it impacts our romantic relationships is we end up invalidating their experience. And I don't think we do this intentionally. We're certainly not intending to invalidate them or intending to tell them that they don't know what they're doing or what they're talking about. But here's an example. If your romantic partner says, tells you that they love you, tells you that they love you no matter what, tells you that they think you're beautiful and you say, no, it, it, there's just no way. You couldn't possibly love me because I look this way. You couldn't possibly love this body. You couldn't possibly love somebody who has eaten that much food. You couldn't possibly love somebody who said they were going to do one thing and did an entirely different thing. We basically invalidate them and we say, no, that's not true. Now, most, not, not I, I don't want to speak for everybody. I will, I will speak this for my husband and I will speak this for 
a lot of the experiences that I hear. And I want to acknowledge, I do know this is not the case for everyone. I do know that not everyone is involved in a romantic relationship with a partner who does love them no matter what, who does tell them things that they truly do believe. So it is important for you to know your romantic partner. And for your sake, I want you to be in a relationship with somebody who values you for more than what you look like or what you eat. And if you are in a relationship with somebody who only values you for what you look like and what you eat, I encourage you to just take a really hard look at that relationship and decide if that's really the a, a supportive and nurturing and sustainable relationship. Now, here's what I know for myself and for my husband. My husband would not tell me something that he did not believe. When my husband tells me, I love you. I don't care what you ate. I love you. I don't care what your body looks like. If you have 10 extra pounds, 20 extra pounds, 20 less pounds, 50, 60, I don't care. What he cares about is me, me as a person. What he cares about is when he sees me in pain. When he sees me in judgment and in loathing, that's what he cares about. He wants the best for me. And yes, he does care when he comes home and I'm miserable and he's been looking forward to something and I disconnect from him. Yes, he cares about that. Absolutely. But when I tell him, you couldn't possibly love me. It's not possible. You That's not true. We're invalidating them. Now, here's what's really important for all of us to know. When our experiences and our feelings get invalidated, it is actually damaging to the brain. Think about this for yourself. Did you ever have a time when you were a child, when you were invalidated, when somebody said, oh, come on, it's a uh, it's not that big of a deal. Don't be don't be so upset. Oh, that didn't really happen. Oh, you don't really feel that way. It's invalidating. We we don't want to in, unintentionally invalidate somebody else. If you're in a romantic relationship and they tell you, "I love you no matter what." Yes, it is disappointing. Maybe when you cancel, when you disconnect, when you do these things, yeah, those are things to work on for sure. But if you have, if you're in a romantic relationship and they tell you they love you, they tell you they are not, they themselves are not concerned with the size of your body, believe them. Don't invalidate them. That's creating even more disconnection and even more of a rift in the relationship. So that's the second way that it impacts us. Now, the third way that it impacts us is that we don't seek to understand their experience. What is it like for them? And we really don't. We don't understand their experience. I know for me, for a long time, I didn't even tell my husband until years after we were married about my binge eating. And for a long time, even after I told him that I binged, I still didn't let him in. I didn't let him in to tell him, here's what it looks like 
here's what happens in my head when it's happening. Here's why it's so hard for me to reach out to you like while it's happening. There's no way I would not tell him any of that in the beginning because I had this thought that he didn't understand. He didn't understand and he couldn't understand. He never had these struggles with food. So he didn't. And it's true that he didn't understand. But if I wasn't going to share with him, how was he supposed to understand ever? He wasn't going to just like absorb this information through just being next to me while I was miserable on the couch. That is not how it works. So I once I realized, oh, he can't understand me if I don't talk to him, if I don't tell him about what's going on, then there was more ability for him to understand what was going on for me. Now, the other thing I didn't do for a long time, I didn't ask him, what is it like for you when you come home and you've been looking forward to this all day? What is that like? What is it like for you when you come home and you see me on the couch? What is it like for you when you see me some days feeling good and confident and able to have these interactions with others and other days I'm not? What is it like for you? I never asked him that question for years. And the reason I didn't is because I was so in my own head about everything that was going on with me. I was very all-consumed. I was all-consumed with myself and with what I was eating and with the size of my body. And if it was getting bigger, I was so consumed with myself, I did not even try to understand what was happening for him. The other thing that was really fascinating for me to now look back and see, he was trying to protect me in that. And not everybody does this. There are for sure some romantic partners who are like, I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel when you cancel things or when you don't show up or when you don't do what you say you're going to do. Some people may have more of an anger response and tell you exactly how they feel. My husband was more of a, I don't want to do anything else to make you binge or suffer any more than you already are. So he then was being very quiet. He was suffering a lot as well, but he felt like he couldn't share it with me because he was trying to protect me. He was afraid that what he said might have me go more into shame, more into judgment and end up binging and suffering even more. So in that case, then I really wasn't understanding because he, after a while, he started to become more vocal. I think he started to realize I can share and it's important for me to share the truth for me. This isn't only you being in pain. You being in pain actually is painful for everyone here. So that's the third way that it impacts us. So the first, it disconnects us. The second, we end up invalidating their experience. And third is we don't understand what it's like for them. We don't understand their experience. So the question I would have you ask for yourself, if you are in a romantic relationship, ask yourself this question, what is important to me about my relationship? What is the most important part? Spend some time, reflect on this. If you are a person who likes to journal, 
write about this. Spend some time. What is important to me about my romantic relationship? For me, the most important part, it's who he is. It's not what he does or what he looks like. It is fundamentally who he is as a person. We have shared values. We have values for our marriage that we put together a long time ago that we have posted that we keep front and center for us to really know and remember what is the most important thing for us. And for us, it's connection, it's joy, adventure, love, and passion. All of these things, connection, joy, adventure, love, passion, they are all possible no matter what or how much I've eaten or no matter what my body looks like. All of those things are available. Okay, so now what do we do? If I'm now, okay, I've got some awareness. Yikes, I can see how my struggles with food, my struggles with my body are impacting my romantic relationship. What do I do? So we look at each of these things and we say, okay, if the challenge is that it disconnects us, the answer, what we do is we stay connected in any amount. Now, those of us who struggle with all or nothing thinking, with binge eating, black and white thinking, all or nothing thinking is kind of a hallmark trait, which means it shows up in a lot of areas. How we do one thing is how we do everything. So what we want to do for this is we start to find the gray. We don't have to like be, if if let's say you do binge during the day and you are like, oh my gosh, that plan for tonight, I am not so sure I can do that. We don't have to go fully to one end of the spectrum, the pendulum, and say, I'm canceling. I'm in my sweats. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to scroll the internet. I'm just in my shame cave. We don't have to do that. And we also don't have to go exactly the other way and pretend like nothing ever happened. There is so much space in between. We can find the gray. Make adjustments rather than canceling. If you notice yourself trying to completely disconnect, just see if there is any way you can connect in a small amount. So that's number one. If the second problem, the second way that it impacts us is that we're invalidating them unintentionally, the response and what we do is believe what they tell you, unless you have a true reason not to. Now, if you are in a romantic relationship with a partner that sometimes does not tell you the truth, then then this piece of advice does not apply to you. But I know so many of my clients, they are involved in romantic relationships with partners who absolutely only want the very best for them. It is not the partner's negativity and the partner's judgment and shame that is impacting the relationship. It is the self-judgment, the self-loathing that is impacting the relationship. So when your partner tells you something about yourself, believe them. They likely know you better than anyone else. Try it on, even a little bit. Believe what they tell you. My husband used to tell me, I wish you could see yourself through the eyes that I see you. 
And then I started to ask, tell me more. Tell me what you see. Because I don't, I don't see myself in the same way, but I want to. So help me. What do you see? Help me see what you see. Then you bring in this factor of believe them. Look for the things that they see. When they tell you, here's what I see, look for it. Believe them. Don't invalidate them. Now, if the third thing that we do is if we're not understanding their experience, then what we do to respond is to ask them, help me understand. Help me understand what it's like for you. And if we can go into this with curiosity, with empathy, with openness, it will open up an entire new world for you. Now, we have to be careful that you don't go into shame and judgment and self-loathing of, I can't believe I do that. I'm so wrong. I'm so terrible. That's not what we want. Help me understand. We also want them to know and always remember, it is never their job to fix us, ever. My husband and I have had many conversations where I'll kind of be like, "Uh, I feel like you're kind of going into fix-it mode. I don't need to be fixed. Sometimes we just want to be understood. Maybe we want to be heard. Maybe they also want to be understood and heard. So what I encourage you to do is to stay connected, to believe what they tell you, unless you have a reason not to, and to ask them what it is like for them. Help me understand what it's like for you. Also, and most importantly, get clear on what is important to you in the relationship and stay committed to that no matter what. Now, we've talked a lot today about your relationship with someone else, your romantic relationship. But at the end of the day, what is underneath all of this is your relationship with yourself. So next week, we're going to go into that, your relationship with yourself, self-love, the topic of self-love. We are going to dive deep into it because it's a, it's kind, it's an interesting topic And I think what I have to say on the topic, the way that I talk about it, hopefully is going to be different than anything that you've heard before. So I encourage you to tune in next week. And in the meantime, during this week, especially if you are listening today on Valentine's Day, do this work. What is most important to you in your relationship? If you don't have a relationship with a romantic partner, What is the most important thing to you in your relationship with yourself? Do that work. Get curious, get clear, and most of all, stay open, stay curious, stay committed. All right, that's what I have for you. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Binge Breakthrough. If you want to understand why you feel out of control with food sometimes, I've created just the thing for you discover the number one reason why and get three things you can do today. Visit bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz and you'll have your answer and your next steps within minutes. That's bingebreakthrough.com forward slash quiz.